0: Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Ellich, founder and CEO of Upmyinfluence.com, where we turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. See, we believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Even you, stick around to the end of this show where I'll share info on how you could be our next guest. Three times a week. Five to 15 minutes each, learn from successful business owners and professionals. It's time to get inspired. Let's go. All right, I'm Prady Tiwari, you are the founder and CEO of Azoth, which uh, I'll, I'll have you tell us about that. Uh, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Um, you've done a lot of stuff. Uh, I'd say the last 10 years have been pretty busy for you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, just been uh, just like yourself. We're we're talking uh, a little before we recorded. You're trying to squeeze out as much as you can. You know, when I was younger, people used to ask me, "What's your uh, what's the superpower that you want?" Some people wanted to fly. Some people wanted all kinds of strength. For me, it was just like I want more than 24 hours. That was my thing. Um, so I've always been super uh, fascinated about how to do more in your day and being more productive. So that's what I've. Uh, tried to do. And that's why, you know, the last few years I've been you know, trying to do more each time because that's what makes me happy, man. That's what my purpose to get more because we all have so much uh, within us. Like if we're trying to just happen two, three, 1% of more than what we're, what we do. Uh, I mean, man, the sky's the
0: limit. It really is. So you started a supplement company while in college. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I started uh, my first uh, company, actually, when I was, uh, at just, a fr- at just my first semester in college, uh, I was 18 years old. Uh, we were basically distributing uh, supplements on campus with a 20-minute delivery uh, instead of a two-two-day delivery or an Amazon Prime or anything like that. So I'd buy them yeah, wholesale, yeah. and then I would bring them, and I would just say, "If you want the supplements, here's a website. Order them, and we deliver it to people on campus with a bike, and it was 20 minutes." Oh and my gosh! Yeah, so it was a great idea at the time. Uh, at least I thought when I started. I heard so many people say, "Hey, we have this problem." We don't know. We want our supplements, and most people aren't very good at like ordering three, four, five days in advance. This was 2009 when you know Amazon mm. Prime wasn't really a thing. Um, even now, Amazon Prime takes a day or two. Um, and so I saw there was a big need, and so you know basically what I did is called up a couple couple of distributors and told them, hey, I want to get some of your inventory. Uh, they said, who are you again? And I was like, ah, I just have a little store in college, and I want I just won net thirty terms because I couldn't pay for all the inventory. And they said, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Do it. Uh, so yeah, that the. the, the um, the rest is kind of history. We were basically had bikes and we would deliver it on campus to people within 20 minutes. That was our that was our gold standard and uh it was a it was kind of a, a pretty I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a huge success but it was a success as in it was a business it was profitable, we were able to scale it, have employees and uh end up uh kind of uh, selling my stakeouts, which I which which I really wanted to do so I could focus on the next thing. But yeah, starting businesses and growing businesses has been my my passion and I feel like that's like always gets me super excited, man. So now, right now, I'm a CEO of another of another company, and it's just always—it's like you're almost starting uh, from scratch, and you learn new things each time, man.
0: That's amazing. So, uh, so you've actually uh, grown and exited from many companies. Is that right?
1: Correct. Yes, that's always been my thing. Coming to company, uh, either starting from scratch, but I found my niche being companies that are already existing. Maybe they're kind of stuck in their revenue. Really small businesses. Um, and then find a way to scale their operations, and we can talk about you know how, how what I necessarily look at them, how I do that, and then exit out of them, so that because um, that's been always my thing. I look at business as an asset, oh, yeah, you yeah. grow it, and then you scale, and you, uh, kind of you sell. Being a little bit more unemotional uh, about it. And it, but it's easier to be unemotional when it's not something that you started yourself, as opposed to when you're the founder. Uh, it's a little bit difficult sometimes, but um, that's been uh, kind of my my niche, man, my bread and butter.
0: And so when you started uh, Azoth, uh, Mm -hmm. so Azoth is in a category uh, called nootropics? Yep, correct. And and so can you kind of explain what that is?
1: Yeah, so uh, pretty simply explained, nootropics are basically what they would title as uh, cognitive enhancers. So basically, you know, things that um, affect you know, uh, the way that your brain works. So I would basically say there are vitamins for your brain. Um, but where mm. we've seen a lot of people using them was as an alternative to caffeinated drinks, uh, yeah. and to energy drinks and stuff like that. But th- what's interesting about them is that they don't work at the same way like caffeine does, because what caffeine does, it's an exogenous source of energy and it kind of stimulates all the chemicals in your brain. Nutropics are different. They basically increase blood flow to your brain. And they basically bring stuff back, everything back to balance. So, the way you're supposed to feel when you take the right nootropic is like having the best night's rest ever. You know, when you have the best night's sleep, you wake up and you feel calm, focused, and you have a little more mental clarity. That's what nootropics are supposed to make you feel like. Um, And I stumbled upon this randomly on the internet one day. Um, I started seeing that the Russians were giving this to their astronauts and, and their pilots and stuff during the space race, and they were giving it to get a little bit of an edge. Um, and I was like, man, this is fascinating. I want to, I want to try out what this is all about. And then the next thing um, I started a business around it um, and being wow. the people that really lashed onto it was when I was in law school, um, of course, law school being very competitive, very um, academically focused. A lot of students were, you know, study drugs and caffeine. And um, yes. when they heard that I had this uh, product, they wanted to try it out. And that's where basically my, my the first foray into the nootropic space started giving, uh, giving it and having uh, a lot of my college uh, and what basically law school colleagues try it out.
0: And so, um, you know, maybe you had some experience with the supplement industry previously, uh, but what's the first step when you're like, you know, this is the formula that I want. Like, how how do you get it? Uh, As far as like the ingredients and stuff, you mean? Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of it is research, uh, looking at like re- uh, uh, scientific studies, seeing which synergies work and not. But the rest also was just a lot of trial and error. I'm a big believer that you know when you start a business, um, don't start a business for the sake of starting one. I see this a lot. I see a lot of right. younger people do that. They're like, "Why do you just want to start a business? Well, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't like the nine to five. I don't like working for other people." And those are right. that that's cool on a personal level, but for the marketplace. You know, the market. The market doesn't really care. They just want the best product possible. They don't care who That's the right. owner is or what their struggles are. So, I really believe in having product to market pull, which basically means you have a product that really serves a deep need that people have, and you being one of the only ones, or the ideally the only one, to provide that. So, I looked at the market again, and I and I and I heard from conversations from people over and over again. Man, I don't want. I want to have something that feels like caffeine, but I don't want the crash at all. I don't want yep. any headaches, and I don't want it to be. I don't want to have a tolerance buildup where we caffeine, you take some, you got to take more and right. more and more each time. So I try to look for ingredients that work together in synergy um, and put that together. But it took a lot of tries. I think about, I think it, we took about 180 tries. It was years of testing uh, that I, that I did. Um, I had a, um, you know, I was, I was in law school at Boston university and I had a, a, a buddy of mine who was working at the chem lab there. And we, we put it, did a lot of effort and back and forth and we had manufacturers send us samples. And, we had, tr- had tried on so many different people. And I remember it was one day where I'd given it to one of my friends and we we're going to the gym, big dude, six four, six five, two seventy. 270. I remember we're going to the gym and he almost starts tearing up. And I was like, oh man, like what did he, What did I give you that you have this reaction? And he, <laughs> I'd never seen something like this happen. And I was like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, man, whatever I just took, I've never felt so good in my life. Like I feel oh, so my good. my Now it feels like I've, I, I've like, it's like the first, I feel like I haven't slept for so many years and just taking this makes me feel like a new person. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I knew at that mo- moment that we might have had something that might've been good. So I went back, um, I actually turned the car around, went back when I started using this the formula on myself and I started giving to some of my friends. And long story short, that's what Asif uh, became. Of course, we had to re- re- retweak the formula a little bit, but that's been the standard for uh, for the formula but the answer being it's never something that you're going to have an ingredient and in the first time it's going to work you got to keep testing it and until we'll oh, yeah. say this is it like this is the best that it mm. ever felt like until then I don't think it's worth to build a business around it so
0: wow um yeah so I mean I just yeah, I I want to talk about <laughs> I, it's like I want to talk about the, the 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 new tropic here I want to talk about like the health benefits <laughs> I right. um, normally we talk more about the business side of things but you know I could just tell you personally you know, I used to drink, uh, an energy drink or two every single day. And the right. downside of that, of course, is the crash. Yep. Uh, also I would become irritable. Uh, I would become like, it can really trigger like even like anxiety and stuff like oh, yeah. that. You know, Plus, there's all the artificial sweeteners in there. And I didn't want to drink the full sugar ones because I didn't want all the calories. So it's tough, right? You can't really, it's like what you want. It's like you want to try and find that perfect sweet spot of feeling energized, motivated, motivated. But, you know, caffeine's a mixed bag, you know, it's, and it's not, I wouldn't say, I'm just from experience, you know, I don't know, it's it's necessarily just the caffeine, but now you're dumping in, you know, again, all the weird artificial sweeteners and all the other chemicals that are a part of that, that, I don't know, I, I, I've i kind of learned through experience, just doesn't really work for me very well.
1: Yeah. And the big question is, well, why are people taking energy drinks? Like, are they doing it because they like the taste or is it just they need energy but I found that the people that were kind of in my target audience or why I was using it was I just want to be more productive. Like that was yes. the reason. So it wasn't, exactly. a, it was a means to an end. It wasn't the end itself. It wasn't like, oh man, I'm really craving Red Bull. It's just, hey, <laughs> I, I'm feeling sluggish right now. I need something to get going. Let me take some Red Bull. So when I'm thinking about productivity, though, um, you know, productivity isn't just feeling energized, it's feeling you got to be motivated, you got to be in a good mood, you can't have a lot of stress. Um, and you got to be focused um, without any brain fog. So trying to find ingredients that do all of that in a synergy—I mean, that was a huge task. But that's what nootropics are supposed to do. But ours takes a little bit step further, where we have stuff for that's going to combat stress, reduce cortisol levels. So it—it it took a lot of work, uh, for sure, to, to to get there. But that's what um, you know. That's why we've been able to scale the business, and because we had a product, you know, that people really want, and and so our customer return rate is extremely high. Um, it's so high that we started a subscription service for it. Uh, which has been a biggest success, um, yeah. which has been very tough in the supplement market to do because supplements, people use a protein powder from A, uh, yeah. another pre-workout from B, like there's no brand loyalty. So it's very tough to get people, uh, customer attention when it comes to supplements. Like people will try for the first time, but they really don't come back. So one of the challenges that we had is like, and I wanted to basically overcome was like, how do I build a product that people really want? Like it really helps right. them. That's kind of the market need that we're solving productivity.
0: So uh, how important is it that you build a, like a community or this culture around your product?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I, I honestly think it's, it's, it, it's everything, right? Because, and this is from a business standpoint to any human needs standpoint, right? Because think about if you have a, if you have a business right now, people, it's easy for people to leave your business or your product, but it's mm-hmm. harder for them to leave a community, because you know people don't like to move out of a place that they've lived forever, or where they're friends, and where they have an emotional connection. But if you're living in the big city where you don't need, know anyone in just an apartment building, like you don't have any real connection to it, right? So for us, we build a community around a, around the product. That was the biggest focus of what we did um, for a couple of reasons. Number one uh, reason was that a lot of people use supplements, and I started seeing. That they wanted to go to a place to talk about their supplement. Like now that they are more productive, what did they do with it? Mm. <laughs> like, what do you do? So, we are the only ones in the supplement game that we, we build a community after they purchase the product. So, we're very focused on the post purchase part of, of the product. Um, and so, we do everything. We do some really, it seems kind of unrelated, bizarre things, but we have seminars in there, we have ebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, people, um, you can call me. Um, you know, I have a people, I think I get like dozens of calls every single day. One to one, there's an accountability group, and this stuff is there's no extra charge for it. So as long as you buy the product and you're getting the product every month, you're automatically enrolled in this Facebook group and this tribe and all the seminars, just totally free. So, um, but that part of it that has made people feel so emotionally connected to the brand that yeah. you know the virality of the product and people recommending it to their friends. Has been just really multiplied the business um, 10, 20 fold, and without us putting in a lot of capital or effort or VC money or loans or none of, none of that. It's totally bootstrapped, almost it was me just by myself running the business, and that's how I've been able to do it. The post purchase aspect has been huge, and building a community around the product has been everything.
0: And uh, you and I were talking again before the uh, interview, uh, Prady, and you you guys did some pretty clever stuff at the beginning to gain visibility. What did you do?
1: Yeah, a couple of things, man. So, one of the things that um, I've always been big on is to find ways, uh, what people call arbitrage, which is being kind of the first one, um, but not really being the first one, being the only one, but also being the best. And so, there's three things that you need to do because people say it's which platform is the newest platform? We got to be on there. Is it Instagram? Is it Snapchat? But the question is, are, is your content good for that platform? If the answer is no, it doesn't matter if it's the newest form of content or not. And then the second be- being, if you're the only one in that space, then you can really dominate there. So for us, it was um, back in 2017 and even before some of the other supplement companies that had we focus heavily on podcasting, and when, when I say that, I'm, I'm advertising on podcasts, because yeah. people are tuning into podcasts, and I recognize one of the biggest issues and hurdles in our business and supplements is trust. People don't trust it because for a variety of reasons, right? You're putting something in your body. So I was trying to find a medium where how people can trust the product, and one of the best ways to have trust is where people you care about and that you trust refer the product. To you. That's why influencers yes. have been massive for the supplement space, and Instagram really has been dominated by the fitness field. Um, but I found when people listen to podcasts like this one, they make an intimate connection with the host. Like, it's like almost like you're, I saw a picture where it's the podcasting is like, you know, you're sitting in a campfire, you're having a discussion, everyone, and the listeners are listening in. It's like an intimate connection. So I found out that, you know, if I was able to involve podcasters who have a, even a small but loyal audience, um, to talk about my product, that alone did momentous things for our business because then we can cut through the clutter and people are listening in like, man, my favorite podcast host, he trusts that. So I'm going to trust it. So we didn't have to yep. spend massive amounts on rebranding and making our coolest logo or the coolest site. What we focused on was the trust aspect. And we got that through arbitrage in the podcast advertising space.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I couldn't agree more with you. And podcasting is such a powerful medium. And 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 I learned this from studying family therapy and family science is that time together is really it's gold. And if you know what's nice about the podcasting platform is audiences will spend 30 45 minutes with a host and their guest. Yeah. And it's that's just the norm and so all that time together equals trust you haven't let me down you haven't let me down you haven't you keep giving more and more value and uh i'll just be honest like in the world of advertising advertising on podcasts is kind of a bargain in my opinion i I really think that it is i mean i don't mean to spoil any (laughs) secrets here but uh yeah i i couldn't agree with you more brady i love it um Look, I really appreciate it. Um, so, right now, um, you can actually... So, Azoth is on the web. It's getazoth.com. And uh, so, when did you start the company?
1: I started in late 2017. So, it's just going to be about a year, a year and a half uh, right now. So, yeah. So, it's just a sh- short amount of time. I started Poly, but and I hope people listening in because sometimes you listen to these podcasts and you're a beginner and you're like, man, I want to start a business. I want to get into... Should I use influencers? What should I do? How do I even get started? And you see these big brands that are using massive amounts of leverage and, and 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 you get a little bit intimidated. But you know, part of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast and come on to is just tell my own story, not just really tell my own story, but hopefully inspire other people. Like I started this totally by myself in law school, almost no capital. And right now we're a full-fledged business. There's a, We have employees, we have office space. I'm sitting uh, obviously with this view, it's awesome. Um, but this is yeah. all from doing figuring out like what, what I could do, like with my with my with the limited resources I had and and really scaling that and putting all efforts into it, which you know I gave I gave that away, which is just focusing on podcast advertising. And then I myself like to come on podcasts. I like to speak to people. So that's something that was when I got on the call with like other podcasters, I could find out their pain points and see how I could help them out. So that was a skill set I had. If in the beginning you told me, hey, I have to be on Twitter or on Facebook, it's just not my strength. Like I, I wasn't really using those platforms. So for me to focus on those things in the beginning that I'm not naturally gravitate towards would have been a flaw. So I, I focused on the things that I'm really good at and just really doubled down on those and I was able to scale um, the business to where it is today. We sold you know, thousands of you, I think we're over 50,000 units that we've sold and we're, we're selling in every country. Uh, so it's it's really been amazing, but it's something that anyone can can really do with just finding out and really um, finding out what their strengths are and leveraging that to the maximum.
0: Well, Prady Tawari, you're the founder and CEO of Azoth uh, plus uh, a dozen other businesses. <laughs> you have a beautiful view. I know folks can't uh, see what we're seeing right now, but I can see your backdrop. you have got a Beautiful uh, view of the skyline of Boston uh, so hey I just want to say thank you so much for joining us.
1: Josh, it's been a pleasure man. Thank you so much for having me on the show and, and uh, you know keep doing what you're doing man providing a lot of value to people. Awesome.
0: Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur or business professional who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And while you're at it, take our free quiz and learn your authority score. That's available for you right now at upmyinfluence.com slash quiz. And please do us a favor. If you liked the guest that was just interviewed, Would you share this episode on social media? Also, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. See, we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe binge listen to our previous episodes and we'll send you the next episode three times a week automatically five to 15 minutes exactly what you need to inspire yourself just a little bit more learn from others and grow with that thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur revolution